to the book of Psalms 137. And we're going to read verses 1 through 4. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Psalms 137. We'll be reading verses 1 through 4. Psalms 137 says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of Zion's song. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I want us to read verse 3 and 4 together again. For they, there they that carried us away captive required of us a song, and they that wa- wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Heavenly Father, bless your people. Anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit would say unto us today. Change us. Challenge us, make us new, that we leave here equipped by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. It's been said that the harp produces the purest music known to the human ear. It's probably the most primitive instrument known to dates. It dates all the way back to the days of Jubal, which was a descendant of Noah. It was an instrument widely used by the Hebrew people in worship. It was also used for entertainment and also as a source of soothing nerves and soothing the soul. As King Saul often called upon David to come his heart to the soul of Saul as he was spiritually battling wickedness in, in his own heart and mind and in soul. It was more difficult to find someone who could not play the harp than defines those who did play the harp. Historically, it was a tool that they used for praise. So it was very fair to say that much like in this northeast Tennessee region, there's a lot of musical people. It's not uncommon to play to find someone who grew up in a family that played music, that played the guitar or the banjo or, or mandolin or, or some sort of stringed instrument. It's a very common place thing because that was a great source of our entertainment. Now you've noticed that, that the pool of musical talent both in churches and in the world seem to have dwindled. In fact, now in modern days they make music with computers. Because now we have the internet, we have cable TV, we have other sources of entertainment. But back in primitive days, music, creating music, there was no Spotify, there were no iTunes. You had to create your own music. So music and creating and playing skillfully upon a harp was a very common thing. It must be like to American culture, teaching your son to play bass or to ride a bike. It was that commonplace. It was their really only, only source of creativity outside of maybe painting or pottery. So it was very, very common. So it was, it was critical and it was a vital part, a very familiar part of their culture. A vivid picture is given here in our text of Psalms 137. The instrument of praise had been in the branches of the willow tree. The breezes were blowing across it. Things would, would even produce a sound that would be almost mournful. 
And I want us to notice some components of this story today. But as, they, as the children of Israel had placed their harps, or they had placed their guitars, if you will, upon the branches of the willow trees, when the winds would breeze by, they would blow across those strings, and even those strings, uh, because they're acoustic instruments, would still bring forth a sound. But it was often a very mournful, a very sad or depressing sound. Do you realize that uh, if, if you're familiar with the Jewish culture at all, God's people, His culture, they often often play and write, their, compose their songs in minor keys. Uh, we, we, as, uh, we as Westerners, we will typically use a, what we call a major key. Let me give you an example. This is the sound of a major key. This is C major. This is C minor. So you'll often hear a Jewish song, something goes something like this. The Western way would be But hear that minor? Do you realize that it's scientifically proven that when the wind blows, the wind will harmonize itself and blow in a minor key? Do you realize that when the Holy Spirit is likened to the wind of God, acoustically, it's as if the minors are blowing? So here we find the children of God, now they've been taken captive by the Babylonians. And they're no longer singing, singing their skilled songs. But rather, they have lost hope. They have become dismayed. Instead of keeping their guitars near them or at, by their camp or by their bed or perhaps in their tent. No, they've just gone ahead and hung them up on a tree. And now the wind is having to play the music for them. The Holy Spirit is blowing through the strings, and the strings are making a noise. And so that reminds the Babylonians who have taken them captive, hey, wait a minute, we can have the best kind of entertainment. Let's go to Google. Wait a minute. Let's, let's go to the people of God. Let's have them strike up the band. Let's have a party. Let's let them even sing the songs of Zion. Hey, just let's ask them to sing a song that they know. But though the people of God weren't singing anymore, they had already hung their harps upon the willow. Oh, they said, oh, listen, we, 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 we ask you. In fact, we're requesting it. So they began to scoff even in sarcasm because they recognized their plight. They used to be a free people, joyful, jubilant, would dance and play skillfully upon their harp. Sing unto the Lord in rejoicing. And now all of a sudden they're taken captive. But now they're, they've noticed the depressed and oppressed state of the people. There's no joy. There's no jubilation. There's no celebration. There's no hope. There's no excitement. And they say, oh, come on, sing to us. We know what will help you. It'll help you. It'll help us. Just sing the song of Zion. Sing a good church song. Sing a good gospel song. Just, just sing for it. Sing something you already know. Victory in Jesus. When we all get to heaven, I'll fly away, sing anything, sing the song of Zion. And you know what this was? How can we sing our song in a strange land? You know why the body needs the church? It's because that's what's familiar. We need each other. We need each other. But the children of the living God have been taken captive by the Babylonians. And it notes here that... Outside of their heart and their hope, the next thing they lose is their song. We as the body of Christ must never lose our song. It's one of the things that made us great. So we're going to talk about three components today. We're going to talk about the singers, and we're going to talk about the song, 
And we're going to talk about a strange land. Let's talk about the singers first. The children of Israel are famous for their praise. You know, we, we used to be as great, as great music and, and great singers and great musicians. I remember growing up that if, that if, you, went to a, if you went to a church that had a really strong choir, boy, you just, you just wanted to get there. I also remember growing up that if you really wanted to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, you find yourself a good spirit-filled church that knows how to praise the Lord. It didn't matter the, the banner that was across the door. Just get into a place where they can worship the Lord and free to lift up their hands, clap for joy, shout for joy, and sing unto the Lord and rejoice in His presence. And that would cure the means of the soul. It would cure the devices and the vexes of the soul. Getting into the presence of God, being uplifted by the glory of the Lord as we sing praise. We used to be known as praisers. We used to be known as people would sing unto the Lord. I grew up going to church where sometimes we didn't get out on Sunday night until 8, sometimes 9, sometimes 10, 11, or even 12. We just had those kind of services in the church that I grew up in where we would praise the Lord and just get lost in His presence. Then there's no, there's no awareness of earth and time, only eclipsed by the glory of the presence of the living God where we would worship with full abandon and full praise and hearts full of joy that we don't want to miss one moment of His presence in our life. The children of God are here. Now they're being mocked and scorned. Where is your song? Their response is, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let me, let's, let, let's go to modern living. I'm not going to church. I don't like those people over there. I don't like, I don't go to church because I don't like that music they play. Let, let, let me get somebody else. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's somebody out there. I don't go to church anymore because when I went to that church, they used to tell me that was wrong and now they all do it. Or wait a minute, I believe the Lord told me something, but it looked like and ended up as something totally different. It didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Now we find ourselves in a strange land. Let's talk about our singers and our mentality. These singers were praisers. They were the anointed ones. These are the children of Israel. These are God's people. They know how to have church because they are the church. They are the chosen people of God. They sang sang after the crossing of the Red Sea. They sang as they dedicated the temple unto the Lord. They sang as they brought the Ark of the Covenant back and worshiped the Lord with full abandon. It was unusual for Israel to not have a song. Their captors required of them simply to live up to their reputation. Oh, that we as the people of God, as the church of the living God, would start living up to our reputation. That we would say that when we're blood-bought and when we're set free, uh, that we would live set free. Uh, We would act set free. Uh, We would look set free. Uh, And we would rejoice like we're set free. Uh, Oh, that the people of God would live up to our reputation. uh, That we are anointed. That we're blessed. uh, That we're the head and not the tail. That we're above and not beneath uh, that we have a God who loves us, a God who has redeemed us, and a God who restores us. Uh, and behold, he makes all things new. Uh, all to God that we would live up to our reputation in the body of Christ today. <laughs> That's what the world is looking for and needing today. They're looking for a church to be exactly what it claims to be. 
when we walk around defeated, when the Christians walk around in bondage to sin, addiction, sin and woe, when we walk around and we're, we're struggling with depression and we're, we're saddened and we're oppressed, backbiting, hurting one another, hurting ourselves. It's no wonder why the people on the outside don't want anything to do with what's going on the inside. We need to shake off every bondage of sin and live free as Jesus has set us free. For who the Son sets free is free indeed. We need to get our song back. We need to talk about these singers just a little bit more. How many know that it's, it, you can sing with an attitude? Some of the best singers I have ever heard weren't really great singers. They were just anointed. Their anointing eclipsed all vocal talent and ability. But when they sang, there was just something different. I could sing the same lyrics, but it didn't feel the same. I could sing the same lyrics, but it didn't affect the crowd. I could sing the same words, oh, but it didn't mean the same. But boy, when they got up and they, you knew that they had lived it and they were singing out of the depths of their spirit and declaring what God had done in their life. And there is anointing that surpasses all level of talent and ability. And it comes from God. And that's a song of praise unto the Lord, pure and undefiled. That's when God is honored and that's when God is praised. But oh, I believe we've got a lot of children of Israel that have hung their their hearts upon the willow. I believe there's a lots of children of God in this modern day life that we've stopped singing our song. We've stopped giving our best praise unto the Lord. For the Father seeketh those who worship Him, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. I don't get the opportunity to choose whether He's worthy. He's already worthy whether I've given the praise or not. I don't get to choose whether I feel like I want to worship God. He's worthy of my praise regardless if I feel like it or not. I need to get my song back. I need to start playing and worshiping the Lord with all that I am and all that I have. We've got to become the singers and the people of God that rejoice in the Lord again. For Scripture declares, whose the Son sets free is free indeed. The church of Jesus Christ has a reputation that precedes us. We are the people of praise. That the world is stunned at our silence. We should be going back to doing what we do best. And that is giving the Lord our best praise. Because He is worthy. Do you remember when you first got saved and you couldn't wait to tell everybody? And when you first got saved, you didn't matter who didn't like you anymore. You, wouldn't, you, you didn't care if they left your life anymore because the Lord had redeemed you out of the grips of sin and hell and damnation. You didn't care what anybody else thought. You just knew that the Lord of all glory had redeemed you and loved you when you were unlovable, forgave you when you were unforgivable, accepted you when you were unacceptable. He loved you greater than anything, and it didn't matter what anyone else on this earth thought. You remember that day? Oh, you sang a good song that day, didn't you? Where'd that song go? Where did that song go? Because he's still the Lord who restores and redeems. He's still the Lord who saves. He's the Lord who keeps you saved. He's the one who has sealed you by the work of the Holy Spirit under the day of redemption. Where is your song? The children of, children of God had hung their harps upon the willow. Now the wind is having to blow and play for them. Now I'm thankful for the grace of God. Because there's been a couple days in my life that he had to blow anyway. And I'm thankful that he did. But we all reach to that place. We've got to get our own harp down and start playing and doing what God has asked us to do. I said there all comes a day and a time that we have to get the harp back off the tree and start doing what we're called to do. 
I've got a few more with you. I'm going to need to say it a few more times. Uh, sorry, people on, on Hope Now. Uh, we're going to have to start doing what God has gifted us and called us to do uh, and get our song back and worship Him with spirit and in truth. Can you give Him praise this morning? <coughs> the devil's going to lose. I'm going to preach a sermon. He's tried to hit my throat for 20 minutes. We have a reputation to uphold. I remember when the when a Pentecostal church on a Sunday night, if I knew I needed some, if I wanted to invite somebody, I'd invite them on Sunday morning. No, if I knew they needed God, I invited them for Sunday night. I know in this modern day we're too busy and we're too cool to have Sunday night services. But when I was growing up, if they needed God, I didn't waste my time with Sunday morning because that's when everybody was worried about twelve o'clock. No, but I get you on a Sunday night. Uh huh. Holy Ghost going to get you. Mm-hmm. You're counted. You're marked. I know it's going to happen. Because somewhere in that service, it might be in the singing service. It might be taking up the offering. It might be starting the service with opening prayer. It might be in the middle of preaching. It might not be until the altar call. But I knew at some point somebody was going to be singing the song of Zion. And they were going to touch God and God was going to touch them. And if I could just get them in the place where they could be around somebody who had touched God and God had touched them. I knew God, if God touched them, he would touch them. And if I could just get you in the presence of God I'll let the Holy Spirit direct as he so chooses but if I can get you in the presence of the Holy One anything can happen hope, help and healing will happen and restoration of joy and peace will happen in his presence 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you darkness into his marvelous light. Psalms 150 and 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Psalms 147 and 1, Praises, ye, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. It is good, and praise is comely. We need to get our song back. I said we need to get our song back. I think one of the epidemics in the body of Christ today is everybody's trying to self-medicate their own happiness. The word still says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The problem is nobody has enough joy to go around to fill themselves up or anybody else. So we got to start singing the right lyrics. We've talked about the singer. We've talked about the song. Let's talk about the strange land. I don't know about you, but this is the strangest our land has ever looked. It's the strangest our land has ever looked. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Good is bad and bad is good. Sin is promoted and righteousness is abhorred. We can't trust preachers. We don't trust people. We don't even trust family. It's a backward world. It's a strange world. We have political parties fighting against that one just because you wear a label. You don't even get to the heart of the issue. They just, they're, they're mad at you just because of your label. There's prejudice just because you wear a label, if you choose one. It's a strange world. Let me go a little bit further. 
I remember when I, I remember when Andy Griffith was acceptable TV. Remember those days? Now that's mocked and a scorn is just dumb. It's silly. That if they would have done a tenth of what they do now on television, they would have been taken off the air immediately. How can we sing the song of the Lord in a strange land? Let me break this home. You know what? You can have church on Sunday, but if you're ashamed of Jesus on Monday, you didn't have much of an experience. Because the word says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you on that day. Oh, it's good to come in here and shout and shake, shimmy and shine and have a good time. But if you're afraid to tell somebody about Jesus or invite them to a church on Sunday, you don't have to be this church, but invite them to church. Tell them they need to go to church on Sunday. If you're ashamed to do that, you have no genuine, authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. They're in a strange land. Oh, this happens to a lot of people. Well, I just didn't think it would turn out that way. And so you hang up your heart. I used to love them and they used to love me. But now we've gone through a divorce. And it just didn't turn out the way I thought. Let me hang my harp up. Well, I started the business and it was it was great for a while, but it didn't turn out great. And and now 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 I'm in bankruptcy. Now, now I have nothing. Now I'm now I'm struggling to survive. Let me just hang my harp up. We used to be really good friends. At one time we were really, really close. Best of friends, confidants, inner circle kind of people. But that happened and I just can't trust anybody anymore. Well, I know the Lord's healed me of other things, but now the doctor's saying I might have this, and I just, I don't know. I don't know where he is. I'm just going to hang my harp on the, on the tree and see what happens. I know the Lord's put other people in my life before. Oh, and I thank the Lord for that, but I'm so lonely right now. I just don't know if he could ever, I don't know if he could ever do that. I know the Lord's paid my bills before. I know he's made a way. It was the day of that I had to have it. Oh, I know. I've seen him provide before. Oh, I've known. Oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really needing him. I'm needing him now. And I just, I just don't know if, he's, if he can do it. Get the harp off the tree. Start singing Zion. I said start singing the songs of Zion. Remind yourself that he's always made a way. That we can always sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Folks, he's been too good. Gabe, come help me. Go to E-flat. Do you know where E-flat is? <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll go to C. I'll lead you through it. We'll drop it a few lines to it. I know he knows where C is. Folks, we need to get our harps off the willow tree. 
And we need to start believing and asking God for big things again. Thank you. You're the only side that said amen. I'm going to leave them alone. I'm going to come to my amen corner. I said we need to start singing the songs of Zion again. We need to start believing God for big things again. He's a big God, Ivan. He's not limited by human constraints. He, he made this world and formed it with just a spoken word. I serve a big God. I said, I serve a big God. He's mighty and he's marvelous and he's powerful. And he can make a way where there didn't seem to be a way. Chelsea, he's a big God. You keep praising the Lord all the way. Praise him all the way. Because he's worthy. Because he's able. And I, don't, I can't tell him when to do it. I just need to trust that he's going to do it. And trust that he's working out all things for my good. He's an on-time God. He's never early, but he's never late. He's an on-time God. He's always been faithful. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Hope Now. You know, this passage in Scripture of Psalms 137 and verse 4, the children of God are being greatly depressed. They've been held captive by the Babylonians. The Babylonians say, hey, sing us, sing us one of your songs of Zion. Sing us a good hymn. You have such a great reputation for such anointed singing. Let's hear what you have to say. You know, life can grab all of us and hold us captive to our current surroundings and situations and dynamics. And yes, it's easy for us to lose our song, our sense of hope, our sense of security, our sense of confidence that God is going to move on our behalf. But I wanna encourage you, hope's available. Let's get your song back. Let's take that harp and let's get it back from the willow branch. Let's take it down from the tree and let's begin to sing and declare the word of the Lord over your life again today. Here at Rhone Street, we're praying for you, praying for all of those in our region that a mighty move of God's spirit would come and bless you, would come and touch you and change your life, intervene in your situation, in your family, you know, the children of God lost their song when the things on the outside of them began to control the things on the inside of them. So I don't know what you're facing, but know that we have compassion and we have empathy, but I also have a better answer. The word of God is true. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah God is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Everything that you have need of God not only can provide, but he wants to provide. Just place your strength and confidence in him. I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every heart and every home that's taken a few moments of their evening to join us here tonight on Hope Now. God, see their need, intervene, and may your glory be on display. I know you're faithful. We're getting our song back. We will sing the song of Zion. We will. Sing the song of the Lord, for there is hope now. God bless you.